10 to 1, episode 52. The top 10 things not to say to your wife. Welcome to 10 to 1, a podcast where we make top 10 lists about everything. I'm Brian Kozer. And I'm Melissa Kozer. And today we have two very special guests with us. We have... Live in Orlando! Yeah! For the first time with a studio audience. Woohoo! Yeah. You may not, <laughs> probably won't hear the audience. We might hear may. some hearty chuckling from the audience. See? Go ahead. So we have with us our pastor, Aaron Smith, and his wife, Rachel. And so why don't you guys tell us a little bit about Yeah, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you for having us, Brian and Melissa. Uh, Rachel and I have been married for 17 years. We have four children. And as you asked us to do this podcast, we tried to think of topics that would be uh, appropriate for us. And you had mentioned it could be spiritual, it could be serious, it could be funny. And we opted for uh, seriously funny uh, with these top 10 things not to say to your wife. And uh, I'm probably the inspiration for most of these. As are you, Brian. Huh? Okay. Did you have anything to add to that, Rachel? No, I have nothing to add to that other than, yes, he says many things to me that he should not say. (laughs) (laughs) I should write a book. Well, maybe this will get you started. (laughs) All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to share lists. So I'll do five. Melissa will do five. Aaron and Rachel each have five. And I will go ahead and give you my number five. And it is the old classic, Have You Gained Weight? I'm pretty sure I've never said this one. Pretty sure I, I've known that this is a no-no. And I don't know that too many people actually say this, right? Have you heard of, of anyone saying this? Any of your friends say this? Yeah, people have said this to me. Oh. In fact, people say this to pregnant people. Well, pregnant okay, ladies. yes. People say things to pregnant people that they think are okay when you're pregnant. They really aren't. But they wouldn't say to someone who isn't pregnant, right? Right. Uh, yeah, I guess that's still a no-no. Yeah. Even uh, even saying, boy, you're looking big, or boy, you're really looking pregnant. I guess yeah. that kind of falls under this. Yeah. It, it seems a little bit nicer than and you've you gained weight. I will say, you haven't said, have you gained weight, but you have said some other things in this vein that huh. will appear on my list. You'll have to while. remind me. Yes, I don't recall I'll, one. I'll remind you. No okay. Worries. Okay. And I think most of the time you don't have to say this because <laughs> weight gain in a marriage is kind of an unconscious thing. Hmm. It just happens. It's not something that's noticeable. Well, that was very nice. Nicely said. Yeah, and I will say for this one, bonus points if you add dang girl at the beginning. <laughs> I agree with that. No, that, that wouldn't do anything for me. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, so, yes. I'd avoid that one. If you didn't know that was a faux pas, it is. So that's my number five. Have you gained weight? All right. Well, my number five, uh, I don't have it actually as a phrase. I couldn't think of how best to phrase it, but it just happened this morning. And it was uh, 
I'll give this scenario. And so <laughs> I was cooking breakfast and I asked Brian to help me and uh, he was gonna scramble the eggs. Hmm. And so I heated up some oil in a pan like we always do at home. And he's usually really quick at whipping up the eggs and then pouring them into the pan. So I thought I better get this pan hot right now. And turns out he took ages. And so I turn around and the oil is smoking. I was like, honey, you better go ahead and put the eggs in the pan. And it turns out he he started nitpicking and finding all things wrong with what I had done when it's the exact same thing that we do (laughs) at home. And so my thing is, don't question how she does things in her area of expertise when she's rushed and you're just the helper. (laughs) So it could be in cooking, it could be in whatever it is that she does well, and uh, you're just there to be a help, and you are wondering why is she doing things your her way and not your way. Well, I'll take this entry in the spirit that it's meant in rather than critiquing the specific scenario that I don't think really applies in the situation. The spirit that it's meant (laughs) in is, guys, when you know that you're entering her domain, don't think that you can just assert yourselves. You need to ask, how would you like me to do this? And then go with that. I was just saying for eggs specifically where I'd, I'd probably do them as much as you do. And we have started doing them, like, in that uh, Good Eats. Is it Good Eats? Is that what the uh, book is called? The J. Lopez Kenji Alt? The Cooking Alt? Lab. Oh, the Cooking Lab. Cooking Lab. That's right. And he suggests you, you whisk the eggs, and then you salt them and let them sit for ten minutes, and then you whisk them again, and then cook them. So that's all I was doing. Anyway, anyway. but I, I understand the the overall How point you were going for. So. Do you have anything to add to that? No, because I probably need to not assert myself in your area of domain. So. <laughs> I have nothing to add. All I have to say we is... We do that. All I have to say is the eggs were delicious, Brian. Oh, well. They did turn out well, in spite of us stepping on each other's toes. The eggs were good. <laughs> so that was my number five. And I also had no idea there was a conflict. Oh, there well, you go. There we go. We had our conflict pretty well. Under wraps. Quietly, yep. We're more the quiet sniper type of fighting, <laughs> fighting couple. So my number five, don't meddle in her area of expertise, or offer opinions at least. All right, so I get to start with my number five, and this is one that uh, I've always heard. I'm not sure that I've ever said it in a serious manner. Uh, I just think it's a classic, and because women have a tendency to ask the question, does this dress make me look fat Mm. or outfit or shorts or top or whatever. And the number five thing not to say to your wife is no, the dress does not make you look fat. It's the fat that makes you look fat. I don't think you've actually ever said that to me. You may have thought it, but you haven't actually said it out loud that I'm aware of. Well, that's because I do try to have some sort of a filter. (laughs) (laughs) That's news. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I I have a friend from college that actually did say that to his wife. So Are they still married? Happily married? Well, as far as I know. Okay. I haven't really kept up with him, so 
Good. Well, that's uh, might not be, but it, it, while it's not the best thing to say, mm-hmm. it's probably the truest thing you could say. Right. Right. So there's always the how honest should you be? Correct. You can always question ask forgiveness at the altar for a lie. <laughs> yeah. So okay. So, so you're saying why? <laughs> so that is a question. So what is the thought behind? That question. When you ask your husband that question, what are you wanting to hear? I, you just want your husband to tell you you look good, right? What I want to hear is, I don't like how that dress looks on you. I don't think it looks flattering on you. Okay, so just push See, it towards that. I've tried way. that, and it doesn't work. Well, no, I think that's a much better way to say it, because then you're... you're you're not saying that she looks fat in it. You're just, you're making it sound like you are looking out for what's in her best interests. You're trying to help her find clothes that are flattering to her that will make her look good. And that's what I'm trying to do when I go go shopping is get clothes that will make me look good. So, uh, Rachel, that's how I feel. Mm-hmm. Well, usually when Aaron says something like that, like it doesn't look flattering on you, I'm not really asking his opinion about the outfit at the time. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you just want information for what you've already decided. Well, I mean, we have very different tastes in clothing sometimes, so I'm not really even asking for opinion. I just come out and he's like, that doesn't look good on you or whatever. I didn't ask. I was putting on wearing it anyway. I think, but... I think usually my most given statement is, you're going to wear that? Yeah. <laughs> Don't well, say that either, guys. I don't know. I'd say that's a good thing to say because otherwise you're going to hate her wearing that outfit <laughs> and she bought it and she loves it. So well, I, I guess for you guys it's kind of a lose-lose situation. It sounds but, like uh, yes. So that is definitely I would true. rather, Brian, that you tell me that I really don't think that, well, I don't like how that looks on you, <laughs> uh, even if I like how it looks on me because you're the one that's really going to be having to look at it a lot. Okay. All right. Well, that was my number five. Does that dress make me look fat? No, (laughs) it's the fat that makes you look fat. Okay, my number five is get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. (laughs) Oh, that could be an honorable mention. Yeah. Okay, he uses that and usually just when he's trying to show off in front of other men. (laughs) Yeah, show how macho he is. Yes. I, and it may not necessarily be the sandwich, but it's just get for in the kitchen and do whatever. For me, it's the sandwich. Dude, you can't even say sandwich correctly. It's not a sandwich. It's a sandwich. No, it's Amen. only a sandwich when the woman's making it, apparently. But, you know, I, that's, not, that's not my favorite saying. I say it to the subway worker, too. <laughs> do you say get in the kitchen, too? Well, they're already there. Well, okay. So... That's a given. But one sandwich, please. I think it's really any time he tells me to get in the kitchen. I think that's what it is, probably more than the sandwich part. Hmm. Well, if you were already there, I wouldn't have to say it. (laughs) We are laughing, folks. I mean, I always, I mean, I don't know. It's never said other than tongue-in-cheek, right? So I still hate it. Oh yeah, me too. I don't. I don't see what the what the big pushback from Melissa has been on that one, but definitely tongue in cheek. Yeah. So I don't know. Disrespectful tongue in cheek. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my number five is get in the kitchen and make me a sandwich. Well, that makes me a little sad, but 
I'm not surprised to see it there. <laughs> okay, so my number four is something that apparently my grandfather told my grandmother at least once while they were married, and it was... Oh, okay, maybe I should set it up a little bit more. He was from the old school, you know, he was in World War II, and, you know, the greatest generation. I guess he didn't talk about his feelings, and so apparently told my grandma, I told you I loved you on our wedding day. If something changes, I'll let you know. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. And, uh... <laughs> I, I'm not even it makes a great anything. story to tell. It makes it's a great really story. Sad, actually. I, I don't know how often he told her he loved her um, for the rest of their marriage. She has passed on now. Um, so I think, he, from what I've been told, not very many times, so... I guess that was a generational thing. Um, I don't know. Maybe that was a northern thing, or maybe that was just a coaster thing. But I wouldn't recommend saying that, and I would recommend saying "I love you." But well. hey, he oh. didn't change it. That's true, and they stayed married for uh, I don't know what it was—fifty years, something like that. So, well, surely he must have worked. shown her. That he loved her because love is an action. So exactly. more than the words. So there you surely go. to be married that long, <laughs> the words are nice to hear, though. I love you, dear. <laughs> I love you. With a little pat, pat <laughs> to seal the deal. So that's my number four. I told you I loved you on our wedding day. If something changes, I'll let you know. All right, my number four also just happened today. Hmm. And I will use it. It doesn't have to be this exact phrase, but it's something along these lines. You apply it to your scenario. So we were playing a board game called Wits and Wagers, in Aww. which you have to come up with answers to questions, numerical answers. And I came up with a really dumb answer uh, for a question. And Brian said, it was, it was what's the oldest person in medical history and I wasn't thinking and I just put 79 and Brian said so the oldest person you know is 79 my grandpa's 93 and uh and so <laughs> he made fun of uh -huh. me in front of my friends well, and so my my uh I guess the phrase is the oldest person you know is 79 <laughs> but the thought here is don't make fun of her uh, dumb ideas or dumb sayings in front of her friends. Now, maybe alone, yeah, I would have laughed, but <laughs> here in a group, it just wasn't very funny right at the time. At least now we can share it with a hundred of our closest friends. <laughs> and I, I thought it was hilarious. I am laughing about it now, <laughs> but it sure was a ducky thing to say oh, at the time. Yeah. Another thing would be don't shush your wife in Sunday school. That might be upcoming. When, <laughs> don't go when into that is one too, the okay time to talk? <laughs> yeah, that one needs to Unless she's talking too much. <laughs> you, you need to save this one for number one. <laughs> okay. Any, any further feedback on this one? or? I thought it was a great highlight in my ministry. <laughs> Wow, maybe that will not become a sermon illustration. 
I have told a lot of people. <laughs> it just happened like three hours ago. No, the shush shush. Oh, okay. Yeah. We're still on the shush shush. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> so my number four. The oldest person you know is 79. All right. Very good. Well, moving on to my number four. This is one that I have said probably multiple times, and every time I've said it, it hasn't gone over very well. And the number four thing not to say to your wife, ah, you'll get over it. Because <laughs> I will tell you, she might get over whatever it is she's supposed to get over, but the part that she won't get over is you saying, ah, You'll get over it. <laughs> yes, this is usually when it's something that I that's really bothered me or whatever. And he'll just say, oh, you'll get over it. <laughs> that sounds like a really good thing to say to someone under maybe 10, 11. But probably doesn't, doesn't really work after that. No, it doesn't work. But you know, Brian, if I say it again, I'm probably going to add that, dang girl, <laughs> right before it. <laughs> yeah. I won't be getting over that anytime soon. I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest that. <laughs> very good, very good. So my number four uh, phrase of what not to say to your wife is, nah, you'll get over it. Okay, so my number four kind of goes along with the you'll get over it, but he says, calm down, you're just being emotional. Mm. I do not like to be told that. You, because I know a lot of emotional men. I'm... Even more so than women sometimes. So I don't like that it's just associated with being a woman, that we have to be emotional. Well, at those times, it's not necessarily about you being a woman. It's about you being emotional. No, you usually lean it towards that because you're a woman. It usually has that undertone to it. I think maybe you just need to calm down. (laughs) (laughs) Joking, folks. I can't think of the exact words you've used, Brian, but there have been a couple times where I was kind of upset over something and you were like, well, you just need to calm down. And I'm like, well, I, I obviously am not going to calm down about this right now. And you saying that has just made me even more upset. <laughs> I know I need to calm down and I'm trying to calm down. And I don't need you to be the, the Holy Spirit right now. Right. It's kind of like the get over it, calm down. Yeah. I'm not going to calm down. I'm not going to get over it. Yeah. So let's just not tell me that. Yeah. Anyway, so my number four would be calm down. You're just being emotional. Yeah. And that does lead into my number three, which is why are you so upset? Yeah. <laughs> which yeah. is basically the same thing. And not not a good thing to say, even though she obviously is upset at the time. And you're trying to find out, find out why. Maybe it would be how can I help is a better thing to say. Right, or maybe uh, she doesn't want to talk about it right then, or, um, yeah. Usually I think with the why are you so upset, it is more like me trying to ask, you know, this doesn't seem like that big of a deal to me. And you say it so calmly, like, you shouldn't be upset over this. Right. (laughs) So, yeah, I guess in that same vein, not the best thing to say. I think I've stopped saying this one. (laughs) You know, Brian, I don't think I've ever had to say that, Um, but that's usually because I know 
why she's upset. <laughs> and it's usually me, and usually I'm saying something stupid. Right. <laughs> yeah. I just make a point in life when, when I'm upset with people, I usually let them know pretty quickly. So mm. he, he usually <laughs> knows why I'm upset. <laughs> That's accurate. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's not usually the why so much as why so much. Why is that bothering you so much? Why does it bother you so much? To me, it's not a big deal. Why are you being so emotional that that upsets you? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So, and it is a little arrogant to say, well, you shouldn't find that a big deal because I don't find that it's a... Well, good job, honey. Yeah. All right. That's my number three. Why are you so upset? All right. My number three is you look the same as you always do. Spoken after I've tried extra hard to look beautiful that day. Now, my friends know me. I do not really, I don't put on makeup most of the time. I almost never do my hair. When I do my hair and put on makeup, you would better tell me I look beautiful and not that I look the same as I always do. Because I have tried extra hard that day. We're sitting pretty close, but I don't think you're wearing makeup at the moment. I'm not. You still look beautiful. Well, thank you. But don't tell me I look the same as I always do. (laughs) <laughs> but see, to me, that's more of a compliment. Not after all the effort I went into to try and look nice for him. Rachel, back me up on this. <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> or you've done something different, just something completely yeah. different that day. Yeah. Or, yep. You got a new haircut or something. Yep. Yeah, but you know, she does that to me. I'll get a haircut three days before and she'll say, oh, you got a haircut. Three days ago. There's a difference in like centimeters being cut off and inches being cut off. There's a big difference. Yeah. I can maybe see a little bit more scalp on you than usual. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever done the thing like you haven't noticed he shaved? I'm pretty sure you've done that. Uh, no, I always notice when you shave. Mm, I, I probably maybe. have. I probably have done that. But I'm pretty clean shaven most of the time. Yeah. And so, but there's been a couple of times, and I guess this is a good time to announce I'm I'm not shaving. <laughs> For, For how long? I, I don't know, but definitely not this week, and not next, and the next ten, nice. twelve, or fifteen. I'm glad we could break probably. this news here. Yeah, on ten to one podcast. <laughs> She's not a beard fan on me, so. Not. so I guess it has to grow on her too. Oh, <laughs> 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 So that's my number three. You look the same as you always do. Hmm. All right. Thank you, Melissa. Well, my number three phrase of what not to say to your wife is one that I've asked on occasion as Rachel stays home and cares for the children and uh, I go off to work and come home and uh, things kind of look the same or sometimes (laughs) worse. And I will ask the uh, question, so, what did you do all day? (laughs) Yeah. I don't understand why he asks that question because I'm a, I mean, I'm a pretty good housekeeper. The house is usually not in a mess. And he'll come home and ask that. Well, what did I do? I worked hard to keep this house still looking clean all day long. (laughs) We have four children. They Mm. had to eat. And not kill each other throughout the day. You know? (laughs) I'm not near as good a housekeeper as you are, Rachel. And I worked really hard to keep the house from looking even worse than it does. (laughs) So this is a treading water kind of situation. Oh, yeah. 
And the the worst thing is is that it's honestly a sincere question, <laughs> right? Um, it's just <laughs> all not, of these questions are sincere. It's just not taken in sincerity, hmm. and so that makes it a little more difficult. Okay, so what do you, what do you think we should be doing all day? Well, yeah, what are you expecting us to be doing all day? Sitting at home eating bonbons, watching TV. Is that what you think we're doing? <laughs> no, no, because you don't buy bonbons. <laughs> Um, but so I'm a little confused on the question. The question is from you. What do I think you should be doing all day? Yeah. Or what have you done all day? What, what do you think when you ask that question? What do you? Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is a sandwich. Oh. Um, I would think you could probably be. I thought I should be meeting you at the door with a sandwich in hand. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> that would get you some major kudos points. Wow. Um, oh, goodness or, or at least searching on Pinterest for new sandwiches. <laughs> um, that would also be acceptable. There um, might be some Pinterest searching. It's not going to be for new sandwiches. <laughs> well, and, and I understand that. And Now, folks, listen. This has only been a few times in our marriage. Uh, my wife works hard uh, caring for the children, caring for the home. And searching for new recipes that don't involve sandwiches. Um, in, in all seriousness, but there have been occasions where I have asked, "What have you done today?" I do you think you've asked me that recently? That was probably the day you were still in your pajamas. Oh, please! That doesn't happen. It's that's happened on rare, occasion. That's a rare occasion. Uh, I would say in 17 years, that's happened maybe three or four times. Yeah, that's a rare and occasion. So, there has and, to be something wrong with me. And that was. Just a few days ago, yeah. one of those occasions. So <laughs> maybe it's just fresh on my mind. Yeah. Maybe that's it. So my number three thing, as you can tell of what not to say to your wife, what did you do all day? <laughs> okay, my number three has happened recently. And, he, and there's a story with it. But he said to me, oh, you're going with the medium. When I was buying a shirt, I was ordering a shirt. <laughs> And I usually do not order a medium. I usually get a small, and I wanted a medium for this shirt. But it was the look on his face like, oh, you're going with the medium this time. <laughs> and it was not the smartest thing to say to me on that day. So I guess that kind of goes along with his one about, do I look fat in this dress or whatever? But I was, again, I wasn't asking for any opinion. He just said, what size do you want? I said, get me the medium. Oh, you're going with the medium. It wasn't a good thing to say <laughs> or to make such a big deal out of. It doesn't sound like I'm the one that made the big deal out of it. You did. But you did. Uh, I was expecting either a small or an extra small. And when you said medium, it just uh, threw me uh, into a tailspin of thought. Oh, she's putting on some weight. And, and thought that I expressed with my mouth before letting it filter through uh, my noggin. And so uh, I, I did say that, though. Yes, you did. You did. It was not smart. Anyway, so my number three is, oh, you're going with the medium. <laughs> All right. My number two is... You're nothing special. Oh. <laughs> now this is I a, will laugh at this one, actually. Okay. Yeah, when he says this to me. <laughs> this yeah, one is an inside funny. joke. And yeah, it does have a story attached. So this comes from times where I tried to be encouraging, 
by saying things like, oh, I know that pregnancy is hard, but just think of all the millions of other women that have made it through pregnancy. You know, they've all been able to do it. You're going to be fine. You're going to do it too. And Melissa took that as, oh, you're saying, (laughs) I'm just the same as every other woman. I'm nothing special. Suck it up, buttercup. Right. And uh, she didn't appreciate that. That wasn't the way that I meant it, but that's how she took it. We kind of laughed about it pretty soon after, if not right then. I said it, and then... And you kind of started laughing a little bit. It made me laugh, and it lightened the moment. Right. So now we kind of say it to each other. Uh, now we actually do say this to each other. <laughs> when? And you people should not say this to each other. <laughs> but for us, it works, and it's kind of funny. Right. So, Melissa, you're nothing special. <laughs> and you're nothing special, too, honey. Mm. See, to me, what I just heard was, this is something to say. <laughs> <laughs> See, there's some things that become funny because they went through a, a uh, sort of a gauntlet of not being funny. You, I'm just saying you don't want to go through that gauntlet. Okay. It might not even be funny on the other side. There's no way to tell. So I, I wouldn't risk it. One. I'll let you know how it turns out. Okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> because I've heard the story, it will be okay. Okay, good. Right. So, yeah. Just wait can... for it, Rachel. It's going to come at a time when you are not ready and you're not going to remember the story. And he'll say, you're nothing special. You can, you can whip that one out anytime someone's going through something. And uh, you just want to remind them. Other people have done this, too. Don't worry. <laughs> so, that's my number two. You're nothing special. All right. My number two comes from just last week. Oh, boy. And... Brian came up and said, I can't wait for us to start eating good food again. (laughs) (laughs) I just slaved over a meal and I'm about to put it on the table. (laughs) And so I had made mac and cheese and we, we do box mac and cheese, but we do it up a special way so that it's not lame. And so oil, onion, sauteed onions, sour cream. Yeah. Yeah. It works. And so, I put all this extra effort. It was not just regular box mac and cheese. This was Mm -hmm. good stuff. And Brian saw that these weren't (laughs) tube-shaped noodles. This was shell pasta that was used in the box mac and cheese. And so he said, I can't wait for us to use up these these shell pasta boxes so that we can get back to the good stuff of the, the noodles. It sounds not as bad when you say it that way, what I actually said. (laughs) Uh I think it's still pretty bad because (laughs) I just worked (laughs) really hard and that was the first thing you said to me. I did realize right after I said it. Oh, yeah. Oh, she's going to take it, what I'm saying about this pasta, (laughs) personally. (laughs) I sure did. I'm just saying I like this other kind of pasta better. That's all I'm saying. I tried to backpedal. Yeah. Well, see, Brian, you just hit on something that's very key in marriage okay. and in communication, and that has to do with intention mm. and perception. Right. And uh, your intention was not perceived the way you intended and therefore caused a minor conflict. Right. And, and I think mm. most of these are definitely dealing with that area of marriage, uh, intention versus perception. He's saying that. Because he knows what I'm about to say for my next pick. <laughs> he's, he's just preparing. <laughs> he's prepping. Uh, yeah. And I will explain later. Okay. Yeah. And that is a good point. Well, there have been a couple of other occasions where I just finished working on some food and you made some 
remark without thinking about it. Hmm. So, yeah, guys, think about what you're going to say and see if it applies to the food that she just made. Right. If if I could throw in an honorable mention here, Mm -hmm. uh, something that I say really all the time, uh, Rachel will make a new recipe or uh, she's really fishing for... Uh, you know, is this a good meal or something that I should make again? And she'll mm-hmm. ask me, you know, so so what did you think or how was it? And I'll usually respond with, no, nah, it's okay. <laughs> and that is not what she's looking for. Mm-hmm. So an honorable mention would be, ah, it's okay is not the thing to say. Yeah, Actually, I, mean, I don't mind when Brian says that to me because well, usually I feel about the same way. I try and put it as nicely as possible. Yeah. And still indicate you don't need to make this again. <laughs> it's well, a, it's a fine line to walk. That's the thing. My intention of saying it's okay is right. make it again. It's okay. Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, if it's oh. gross. Oh. I thought so you meant you, you didn't want her to make it again. No, and Like, Brian. that's okay, yeah. but not oh, necessary no, no. to eat it again. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, okay. Yeah. That means, no, you don't need to make this again. Oh, no. Don't make this again means don't make this again. <laughs> No, you better up that. Oh, it's boy. okay, too. Oh, that was good. Please make this again. Okay, okay. Okay. It's just a terminology yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. But see, you guys interpret it the same way I do. Though. That's really yeah. funny. That's funny. Three to one on that one. <laughs> okay. Sorry. It was good, dear. Make it again. <laughs> Thank you. Or we'll even just say, yeah, that's a make again. Yeah, that's good for me. Well, and Brian will say, it's fine for this meal, but I don't think you need to make it again. We've had a few of those. Yeah. yeah. And I don't mind that because usually I feel the same way. True. That does help. So, all that to say, my number two, I can't wait for us to start eating good food again. Which I did not technically say. All right. You just about said it anyway. <clears throat> so, my number two on things not to say to your wife, this one's going to be a little general. Um... Because I can't, uh, this wouldn't apply to everyone if I just said, don't call your wife Debbie. Um, (laughs) It's not an old girlfriend. It's actually my mother-in-law. And sometimes my wife will uh, remind me of my mother-in-law. And I'll just say, oh, okay, Debbie. Or something along those lines. So I guess the phrase really should be, don't. Uh, call your wife by your mother-in-law's name or her mother because um, it doesn't always go over well. And I have a lovely mother-in-law, <laughs> by the way, in case you're listening. <laughs> I love you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a fan of when he says that because usually it's not at a good time. And that's when he says it. It's, and it's when I'm irritating him or something. Then he'll say something along those lines. But I say it in the way that I've heard my father-in-law say it many times. And so, Which is true. My dad does say that. My dad does. Nice. Well, nice. We're kind of guilty of doing this to each other. Only we'll insert our siblings' names. That is true. Yeah. That is true. One of us starts acting like one of our siblings or the other family's siblings. We'll say, okay, thanks, so-and-so. Well, that would be odd for us because Rachel only has one brother and I only have one sister. And Mm. so since we're we're opposite sex siblings, uh, (laughs) that would be really odd. Yeah, yeah, that wouldn't work so much. And And I didn't know his dad. 
because right. dad passed away just before we started dating. So I can't really say you're being like Larry. Mm-hmm. Although sometimes I will say, did your dad do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. My, my mother says enough. You're acting like your father, uh, that you don't have to say that. And, uh, so when you said my dad passed away, I almost said just I'll praise the Lord. Um, but not in the fact that he passed away, but that you don't have anything to compare to, uh, is, is what I was thinking in my head. And that's just an idea folks of how, uh, filtering either works or doesn't work. And, so just a, just an idea there. So my number two uh, thing not to say to your wife is calling her Debbie or your mother-in-law's name. Okay, so my number two happened to me, and it was maybe you should wear more makeup. Mary <laughs> said this to me. <laughs> yes. I was in the mirror getting ready one morning, noticing that my eyes are starting to show that I'm turning 40 in a few weeks. And I said something along the lines of, my eyes are starting to show my age. (laughs) And Aaron says to me, maybe you should wear more makeup. That did not go over well at all. He says, he says it was a compliment. This is where he's going to go into his Let me defend this statement. Intention and perception. That's why he gave us that spiel earlier. Let Let me defend this statement here. One, I am ignorant to makeup because I wear none. Um, I was thinking that makeup, for the most part... Would hide those flaws. Are because that's <laughs> what makeup is supposed to do from my perception. Um, and so, and Rachel doesn't wear a lot of makeup uh, already. She's very light in her makeup. And so when she said that, my thought was, ah, maybe you should try wearing more makeup. Thinking that would... Sort of a helpful suggestion. Exactly. Yeah. And so not thinking that, um, you know, one, she probably would have already thought of that on her own (laughs) if that would work. Um, And two, she uh, educated me on the fact that more makeup would actually draw more attention. The older uh, you get. To, yeah. to that. And so, uh, so we opted to go with the wrinkle reducing cream. <laughs> Which, yes, he did buy me a bunch of that for Christmas this year. A bunch. I'm not, I'm not exaggerating. I'm a message here. Like, he went to the like clinic counter and I think bought every kind of eye serum they had and it was in my stocking, which I love it. But it was still, it was quite the message sent to me in my stocking this year with everything being eye. I feel like I'm really <laughs> defending myself here. Everything that I purchased was recommended by the old lady selling it to me. <laughs> yeah. How did the her eyes lady, look? Yeah, I was going to say. How did her eyes look? They looked good. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> Well, that was that was a, almost made it to number one, but my number two was maybe you should wear more makeup. <laughs> All right. Well, on to number one, and my number one, and I've definitely never said this, and I don't think I've said anything in this neighborhood because uh, I think this is probably the biggest no-no of things to say to your wife and. Uh, the specific one I chose was, you should ask my mom how to cook. <laughs> Any sort of comparisons, oh, my mom used to do it this way, or you should ask my mom for advice on this. That's uh, That's got to be like cardinal sin number one this, for husbands. 
This is my honorable mention because when we first got married, okay, you used to say, "Well, my mom does it this way." But I'm done, done. Like for example, very, what? Very bad. Like for what? Uh, how she folds the sheets. How she that's because we the were folding sheets kitchen. together, and you asked me, "Why are you folding it that way?" Or maybe I started folding it one way, you started folding it a different way. I'm like, well, this is the way, this is the way I do it. This is the way my mom taught me how to do it. Hey, you know what? All sorts of, it, it cropped up a lot in, huh. in the first few weeks after well. we were married. And you, you learned that was not to say. Do you know how many times Rachel has changed the way we fold towels in our house? At least 15. And she will ask me sometimes, I'm folding it the way that we have folded it for months. And she'll uh-huh. say, why are you folding it that way? We fold it this way. And I'm just totally confused. And so now I just don't fold the towels. Mm, but her reason is we had we had moved uh, to a different location. And so the, the towels going into the cabinet needed to be folded differently. Ah, but she didn't inform me of this. Right. They fit differently in the cabinets based on how they're folded. Right. So when we got different cabinets, they needed to be folded in a different way. Hmm. So, so so my kids don't won't have to say that anymore cuz they'd have no idea how we fold mm-hmm. towels either. Mm-hmm. So so what's your current fold cuz I'm a lengthwise and then half and then half again kind of guy. I let her do it. <laughs> yes, I'm a fold them lengthwise, fold mm-hmm. them in half and then I three times. They're So like in thirds? Yes. That last so my, time? Yes, huh. thirds okay. the last time. All right. All right. I can see that. Because our cabinet is skinny right now. So if right, it were wider, right. they would just be folded in half. But now it's skinny, so they're thirds. No, I feel like this has been one of our more educational podcasts. <laughs> I don't know. When I fold towels, I just kind of fold them up however I think is best. And when they don't quite fit perfectly, I just started to shove them in there. <laughs> hey, my kids have their own. About it. The kids have their own towels in their own bathroom now. I really don't care how they get folded in there right. as long as they're in there. Right. But in my bathroom in particular. All right. Well. It's just towels. Sheets are different. Towels, mm. though. Sheets. Not a big deal. Can't stand sheets. Folding sheets, I mean. Anyway, that's my number one. Enough linen talk. You should ask my mom how to cook. All right. My number one, you have said this to me. Yeah. I'd say you're a beluga whale. (laughs) While I was pregnant, somebody called me a whale, and I was telling Brian about that because I was not happy about it. I've fortunately for that person erased who it was from my memory. And that's exactly because what I was trying to do: diffuse the situation. Because I was take it away from that. that person. Calm down. You're sure, being emotional. Sure. You're welcome, whoever <laughs> and you he are. Was like, well, whales are very graceful creatures <laughs> in the sea. And I looked at him. I was like, "You're not helping." And he said, "Well, I'd say you're a beluga whale." And he's thinking, "That's a smaller whale, not like the big blue whale." And I was, I was like, just "It's, it's still a whale." I was just thinking, it's a funny sounding whale, beluga. Yeah. That makes it all better. Yeah. Yeah, there was no sympathy for this. That's no tremendous. No sympathy for me in my time of need. Uh, you'll get over it. Oh. <laughs> it's going out <laughs> I think this has been educational, Brian. This is great. <clears throat> so, that's my number one. I'd say you're a beluga whale. That's a good choice. It's a good choice. Well, my number one thing not to say to your wife 
is really not my number one. Uh, Rachel has my number one, so I had to go with a different one. Um, but having a wife and two teenage daughters, um, so you might include this in what not to say to your teenage daughter uh, as well as to your wife. And that would be, I guess it's that time of the month, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and that just really doesn't go over very well. It usually involves with my daughters a slamming of the door, um, a rolling of the eyes. Um, that's what I get from Rachel is the rolling of the eyes. And uh, usually... Sometimes you say it when it's not that time. <laughs> and so that makes it worse. You're right, it does. <laughs> And yeah, so, you don't really say this anymore, do you, Brian? <laughs> which it, implying I have said it before, which is correct. Yes, <laughs> I, I think every married man has said it at some point. Um, now, I will say, when I was a teenager, I, I've actually grown and matured uh, mm-hmm. since then because, I, like I mentioned earlier, I have one sister. And uh, she she would get to oh, that moment. You're going to do your alert. I, I am. You do still do this. Don't um, say you've matured. Well, don't I don't do it as matured. much. But my sister would go. My sister would go on a rampage, and I would walk through the house going, "Ert, ert, ert." PMS alert. PMS alert. Ert, ert, ert. PMS alert. He still does this. Only to my teenage daughters. I am open mouth shot. I I do not do that to my wife. Never have I done that to my 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 daughters. Absolutely. Uh, Um, I I don't know that you've not. Maybe you haven't done it to me. I don't know. uh, No, you've done it to the girls. Now, only if your cycle has synced with the girls, then you may feel like I'm doing that for you. Um, But I'm really not. Um, Amazing. So. Uh, now, Don't you dare, Brian. And you can definitely daughters. see uh, that this is not <laughs> the thing to say to your wife. Yeah. And that is why I saved it for my number one. I guess it's that time of the month, huh? Aren't, aren't, aren't PMS alert. <laughs> okay. All right. My number one from Aaron is. Your elbows are starting to show your age. Okay. So one day, he's watching TV, and I just happen to be passing through the living room in front of the TV, and he pauses the television to make this announcement to me. Rachel, your elbows are starting to show your age. What what in the world? Okay, so then I started moisturizing my elbows after that because I was very oh. self-conscious because he's going on this whole spill about how women take care of the other parts of their body and their skin and other places, but they don't think about their elbows, and so they cannot hide their age with their elbows, no matter how much moisturizer they use and all this stuff. So I started moisturizing my elbows, and within a week, I had the worst rash on my elbows ever. <laughs> so now I don't care. My elbows show my age. <laughs> Well, let me explain the theory behind the aged elbows. And usually I can tell within a plus or minus three-year age range uh, by a woman's elbows. (laughs) And now we all know that as we age, things such as elbows begin to sag. 
and there is nothing you can wear other than long sleeves uh, to hide this fact. And so when a woman, you know no matter what? her I age. Wear, I do wear a lot of three-quarter lengths. I wonder you know, if this I is an underlying. <laughs> subconsciously. I, yeah, I'm wondering if it's subconsciously because when I shop. That's just I, a fashion I'm thing. drawn into the three-quarter length sleeves. <laughs> no, I think it's subconscious because, yeah. It's not, a, it's not a bad thing. It was not intended to be a mean comment. It was just an observation that I had seen earlier in the day as you were walking away from me. And I thought, her elbows are really starting to show her age. Now, understand, I know you can't see her on the podcast, but I have a very young-looking wife. Uh, Just yesterday, we went into a gas station as we were traveling uh, to Orlando here. And she went into the gas station with my teenage daughter. And the clerk behind the counter, she may have had an eye patch on. But she says, she says, is that your sister? And so I'm kidding about the iPad. She didn't have one. Um, but she did, she did ask my 15 year old daughter if my 39 year old wife was her sister. And so she is a very young looking woman, uh, even with the eye issues. I've never really paid attention there. The eye issues, um, the elbow issues. But the, the elbows, the elbows are just. The elbows are just an area of a woman's body that she cannot hide and cover up how old she is. <laughs> and it starts at age 30, ladies. Um, so just be aware of that. Um, and, and it doesn't matter. You have a few years, Melissa. It, I have two years. <laughs> and it doesn't matter if you are a beluga whale or you are a stick figure. Your elbows will always show your age. Um, It has nothing to do with, uh, Brian brought the beluga whale up. Um, And so, um, so it's not a weight factor. It's not, you know, so you don't have to go into, you know, anorexia to try to save your elbows from showing your age. Save the elbows. That's right. Uh, Hey, save the whales. Uh, You know, but uh, it's just a fact of life that cannot be hidden. And it is something that, uh, like I said, I can tell a woman's age within three to three years uh, of how old she is just by looking at her elbows. And uh, if we need to do a lineup of elbows to prove my theory, I am willing to do that. <laughs> wow. Well, and you were talking about bivocational pastors. If, if it ever comes to that, then I mean... <laughs> Uh, I know the fair often has, you know, guess my age. Yes. That kind of thing. You could make it even more of a challenge. I could. And I'm also good at guessing weight. Oh, okay. But um, I I try not to do that. But if they're giving you a dollar to guess their weight. It would have to be five. Five dollars? Okay. Because it can be crucial if you're wrong. (laughs) Um, I could tell you a story about a guy that I used to work with that that was the way that he would pick up women. Uh, at our gas station where we worked. His name was Sonny. And he would stand at the doorway by the cash register. And if a pretty woman would walk in, uh, he would just stand there and he would say something like, 121. <laughs> and and she would look at him. Um, and some appreciated it. Some did not. <laughs> I remember one time in particular, uh, our boss's daughter-in-law came in that he had not met uh, previously. Oh boy. And he, he guessed her and, uh, and she said, excuse me. And then he just, and he said her weight again. And, uh, and I just looked at him like, dude, don't. 
And and she said, she's like, you don't know who I am, do you? And, and he said, no, should I? And so she told him who she was, and that was a very funny moment in my <laughs> younger life where I learned uh, guessing weight is much different than age. Mm. And so, yeah. So you're just going to stick with the elbows? I am just going to stick with the elbows okay. because it's really a theory. Um, thinking about writing a paper on it one day. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I'd like to read it. So my number one is your elbows are really starting to show your age. Wow. Well, that was quite the collection. This has been quite the journey. Yeah. Do you, do you guys have any honorable mentions? I already mentioned mine. Okay. My mom does it this way. Right. Right. That's a good one. Uh, <laughs> uh, shushing. Yeah. Is, yeah. We can't leave that one out. <laughs> Which I don't think we need to go into that one. Uh-huh. But if you're going to shh, shh, make sure you hold two fingers up towards the lips. <laughs> I definitely don't remember doing the fingers. Oh, yes. I'll have to take your word for that one. <laughs> it was subconscious, Brian, but I saw it, and it was classic. Oh, boy. Use the fingers. Oh, boy. <laughs> and uh, another one, when I was thinking more generally before uh, things you would say, not to say to your wife, I was thinking things not to say to women in general, and I thought of a story of uh, when my mom was pregnant with one of my siblings after she had already had maybe uh, five or six of us, and... Someone said to her, why would you want to have another child? <laughs> and I can't remember if she actually said this or if she just said later. She stopped herself from saying it. But uh, she wanted to say, well, I wouldn't want to have any more children if mine were behaved like yours. <laughs> that would be awesome. Uh, so Now, one thing, yeah. and this is more of a general don't say this uh, to your wife, anyone else's wife, or really any female ever. Okay. And that is, when are you due? Oh, yeah. She might not be. Yeah. <laughs> have you actually done that? No, but I know people that have, and it's horribly embarrassing. Yeah, there's no recovery from that. That's one I learned from someone else's mistakes. <laughs> but you remember your brother did that to a waitress. I do remember. Oh. He did do that. Yeah, you've got to be pretty protruding uh, for me to ask when are you due, for yeah. sure. you got to be in that beluga stage. <laughs> <laughs> Any more honorable mentions? All you're going to do, every time you see me now, you're just going to think of a beluga whale, aren't you? Absolutely not. I, there was a little hesitation there. <laughs> I know. That was him trying to use a stir. Because he's thinking so (laughs) hard. Any any others you guys want to add? No, I don't have any more. No, other than just to say, you know, learn from mine and Brian's mistakes. Yeah. And you will, and and we both have happy marriages. Yeah. Uh, But yours can be much happier um, if you take these lists, write them down, burn them into the memory banks of your mind, hmm. uh, and do not <laughs> say these to your wife unless she's listened to the podcast and she knows the inside joke. Then it's safe. Right. And don't, nothing special. don't try to make inside jokes. No. I think is probably them, a good rule. Let them come as well. naturally. Yeah. Yeah. And like, uh, like you were saying with it being a, uh, it's about intention and also perception. You have to be aware of both of those for yourself. You have to uh, have the right intention when you're saying things, but then you also have to 
learn how your spouse is going to perceive. Yes. Yeah. So men, don't be so calloused. Ladies, don't be so sensitive. <laughs> hey, there's another honorable mention right there. <laughs> don't be so sensitive. Absolutely. Why, is, why are you so upset about this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Have you seen your elbows? Oh. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is, most people have not seen their elbows. I haven't spent too much time looking at mine. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Anything else, Melissa, you want to add? No, I think we've pretty much run the gamut with this one. All right. Well, I would love to hear from all the listeners things that you've said to your wife or to your spouse or your boyfriend or girlfriend that you regret saying or things that you just have learned that you should avoid saying. You can give us some feedback by sending us an email, tto at coser.us, or you can go to our website, tto.coser.us slash 52, and leave comments for us there. And uh, I'm sure that would be helpful for all of us to Can we, uh, can we also get around. a poll of which one of these statements was their favorite? Yes. We won't have any sort of uh, official programmable poll because I don't want to put that much work into it. But go ahead and vote for your favorite. And we can tally those vote up. for which one you've used the most. And report in a future episode. Sounds good. <laughs> so... Our next episode is going to be featuring another special guest. Tune in, tune in next time for that to find out who it is. Until next time, I'm Melissa Kozer. I'm Brian Kozer. I'm Aaron Smith. I'm Rachel Smith. And you've been listening to 10 to 1. Did you read the paper today? Uh, no, I haven't had a Did chance. Did you read the thing about the Eskimos? No. Well, the article was saying that the Eskimos will eat the fat from the whale. Oh, yeah. Do you know what that's called? Uh, no, I don't. Blubber. Ah, right. Blubber. Yeah, blubber. That's what it's called. Mm -hmm. Blubber. Right. The Eskimos eat the blubber. Uh-huh. And the blubber will come from different kinds of whales, you know? Oh, yeah. Sometimes it will come from a beluga whale. Uh-huh. Yeah. Beluga! Right, yeah. <laughs>